I do have something to show you. My geese. Yes. Are molting. <gasps> oh. And I have all of these beautiful. I'm gonna move this so I don't drop it. All of these beautiful feathers. Oh my god, that's so many. <laughs> that I have already washed. That's so many feathers. I'm going to turn them into quills. So cool. next time I see you, I will give you a few. Oh, I would love that. Because, I mean, the feathers are gorgeous. They look really pretty. Like, ooh. And, they, and some of them have fun shapes. Like, oh, I one. like that. And I guess it's because some of them are flight feathers that are molting. Mm. But they're so pretty. Mm. Okay. There was that and also... I've always wanted a feather quill. I apparently bought one and I forgot oh. that I bought one. Because <laughs> I had the, le <laughs> the ink and I knew I had ink, but I forgot I bought a quill. Yeah, that's such a you thing to do, I feel like. It really is. I also have one more thing. I bought a calendar at the Family Dollar Store. Oh. This is what one of the months is. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's a winosaurus. Jesus. <laughs> yes. So, how has... I'm sorry. I'm really talkative today. Oh, how no. How has your week no. been? I'm, I'm not as talkative this week because I'm tired. Um, my week has been rough. Oh, no. Uh, I'm just so sad. <laughs> Why are you sad? Well, I, like, being at home, working from home has been a big adjustment. Yeah. Like, a big adjustment. And, um, so, and on top of that, I learned a new system for work. Mm -hmm. And, well, let me turn me down a little bit, jeez. And, um, 20, let's get 20. And I don't know. It's just like been a huge learning curve. So yeah. I haven't been doing as well. And I got really anxious because I messed up like four things in a row. And I was like <laughs> sitting here having a panic attack. Like, why can't I fucking do anything right? And because you're human, Grace. Right, but um, and then I went outside on one of my breaks, and I was just like, we. I was talking to my mom about it, and she was like. Oh, well, don't feel bad. I just cried because I saw a bunch of cars with balloons all over them waving at people driving Aww. by, and I cried at that. I mean, valid reason to cry. Yeah. Very but valid. god i didn't send you the other thing i wanted to send you we had a little visitor yesterday while we were 
burning some stuff. <laughs> and he's a cutie butt. Can you tell what I sent you? Can you see it? <gasps> Snake! Yeah, isn't he cute? That's so funny. There are snakes in my story. What? That's awesome. Do you want to see real quick the um, snack that I keep on my desk while working? Yes. yes. <laughs> Rainbow goldfish. Yes. Yeah. It's like, yes. It's like half full. Yes. I've had it for two weeks. It's the um, biggest test of self... Um... Control. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, um, when the Walmart was still open by work, I used to get the pizza uh, goldfish all the time. I don't, I don't think I've had those since I was a kid. They're, honestly, they're the only goldfish that I actually genuinely like. Because hmm. like otherwise they just taste like Cheez-Its. And I'll eat Cheez-Its. I like Cheez-Its. Yeah. Cheez-Its are my self-control thing. I just like the um, the shape of goldfish because you can, like, bite them in half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah? Is that your serial killer talking? No. <laughs> no. Sure, 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 sure. All right. I do have to say, it was really difficult picking a story for this week. I'm sure you had plenty because I found a couple looking for mine. I did have mine. plenty. I did have plenty, but it was still super difficult. Okay. Hey, I'm Rachel. I'm Grace. Welcome to the <laughs> podcast. I was giving it dramatic effect. <laughs> dramatic pause. Yeah. We are Myths and Misfortunes. We are a paranormal and true crime podcast. And each week we pick somewhere different in the world and base our stories on that place. Sometimes and not that place. Yeah. <laughs> Often, some often, sometimes not that place. Very often, actually. So, where are we this week? This week, we are in Idaho, Boise. Boise. Or as the uh, locals say, I, I lost it. I lost how they say it. It's like Boise. Boise. Oh, it's Boise. Boise. They say Boise, not Boise. 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 Italian. Get the Italian. Um, French, Boise. actually. Oh, French. Yeah. Boise. <laughs> Boise. Boise. Down with the bourgeoisie. <laughs> uh, oh, we did say we were going to record this on video, didn't we? I'm oh. not recording. Okay, next time. It's fine. We'll do we'll it We'll plan next. ahead. Yeah. Um, so my sources for the history are Britannica.com, MotherEarthTravel.com. For fuck's sake, those are fireworks. Why are people doing fireworks? I don't know. Do not be alarmed, listeners. We're safe. Okay, guys, you're just going to hear fireworks in the background because people are fucking idiots. Um, well, yes. I also used citydata.com. Here we go. Here we go. Boise. <laughs> Boise, Idaho is both the capital city and the largest city in Idaho. It was named by early 19th century French-Canadian trappers for the tree-lined river 
because apparently wooded in French is le bois. Le bois? Mm. Le bois. I didn't look that up. B-O-I-S. Boys? Bois? I think it is bois. Sure. If we're wrong, if, we're well, wrong. <laughs> well, if you remember, in most of the French words, if the S is on the end, it tends to be silent. Du bois. So I'm going to say bois. Bois. Yeah. Um, this also led to the city's nickname, City of Trees. Aww. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, gold was discovered. This is a very short history, by the way. Oh, that's good. Gold was discovered in the area in 1862, bringing a number of prospectors, and the site became a convenient supply point for the mining camps in the mountains. In 1863, after the gold rush to the Boise River Basin, Fort Boise was established. Agriculture and the commercial lumber industry helped Boise's rapid growth in the early 20th century. They also have one of the world's largest construction companies, which is cool, I guess. (laughs) He came to bring wine. Hello, he can't hear me. I don't know why I'm talking. You don't get any. Oh. (laughs) You also said the same thing last week with Atlas and Crystal. Yeah. You can't hear me. I don't know why you're ta- why I'm talking to you. Yeah, who knows? All right, agriculture. Um, the city's industries now include agriculture, um, lumbering, electronics, oh. which is apparently really, really big there, and wholesale trade and trucking. Okay. Cool, cool. Trade and trucking. Um, sure. Boise also has a plethora of parks, and there's the National Forest, which has a lot of abandoned mines and ghost towns, which sounds super cool. That Um, sounds super cool. Boise was also a popular pit stop on the Oregon Trail, which people also like to visit nowadays. Seems like a much more interesting place to visit than you would think when you hear of Boise, Idaho. Yeah. And, um, I... In all honesty, I had never heard of Boise, Idaho until you said, let's do it for a story. I know. Trust me, I know. What? Never. Or if I had, it did not make a very big imprint on me and my memory. I'm offended on behalf of the people in Boise. I do apologize. Boise. 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 Sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's my so history. Awesome. Like like history last week, except history last week was completely on accident. Because I goofed. I, <laughs> I will did. not goof next week. Yeah, I forgot it um, until yesterday. I forgot that I had yeah. to do it. Yeah. <sighs> then I wrote it yesterday, and then I wrote my story story today yeah yeah i wrote my story story this morning except for the last like three paragraphs and i wrote that when we finished what is your story today rachel oh sorry i have ink on my thumb (laughs) my story today out of the many 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 i could have picked that i honestly just picked like the second one Mm. um thomas creech Oh. So, this guy was already in jail. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he was already in jail when he committed this crime. Oh. Uh, 
His name is Thomas Eugene Creech, and he has currently spent 43 years of his life on death row. Ooh. At the time of his original arrest, he was 25 and had been a former sexton of the St. Mark's Episcopal. 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 Thank you. Episcopal. 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 Yes. Okay. St. Mark's Episcopal Church in Portland, Oregon. I don't know why he's in Idaho if he's from Oregon. People move for all sorts of weird reasons. Valid. What and are your he was sources? 25. Ooh, thank you. Thank you. Cut and paste. My sources are kivtiv.com, murderpedia.org. Of course. abcactionnews.com, texastribune.org, law.cornell.edu, casetext.com, IdahoPress.com, NewYorkTimes.com, and GovInfo.gov. All right. GovInfo, yeah. Yeah. All right, so technically this all started around 1967. Mm-hmm. And according to Mr. Creech, he was ordered by a cult of Satanists and sometimes commissioned by a biker game. Game gang to commit roughly 42 murders so until roughly 1974 1975 i I was actually unable to find the exact year Mm. this story there should have been so much more information that i could find oh should have been so much more He was originally arrested for the murder of two men, Edward Arnold and John Bradford, on a remote stretch of, I forgot to write the highway, of a highway in southern Idaho. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot to write the highway. (laughs) Okay. This tells you I was just up and down and up and down while I was writing. That's okay. I did the same thing this morning. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, during his trial, he refused to admit his hand in these murders. However, he confessed to the murders of nine others across the country. He's like, I've killed a lot of people, but not these guys. Yes. Uh, his, his verified victims, he confessed to 42, but his verified victims were Gordon Stanton and Charles Miller, who were killed in Los- near Las Vegas, Sandra Ramsamoog of Salem, Oregon. If I butchered that, I'm so sorry. That's okay. I avoided saying an entire victim's (laughs) last name through most of it, so last week. Yeah, yeah. Um, William Dean in Portland, Oregon. Riagli? Rio G L E Y. Wrigley? Maybe the O is silent. Whatever. Riogli? Riogli McKenzie murdered um who was murdered outside Bags, Wyoming. Maybe it's a weird spelling of Wrigley. Yeah. I think it might be a weird spelling of Wrigley. Wrigley McKenzie was murdered outside of Bags, Wyoming. 
Vivian Robinson from Sacramento, California, and Paul Schrader in Tucson, Arizona. Dang. So, he admitted to these nine folks, who were then verified by... Yeah. While he was admitting to the 42 other murders, he also gave direction to alleged satanic ritual sites. Mm. However, yeah... However, upon investigations of these sites, nothing turned up. But. But. Law enforcement in other states were able to uncover bodies with the information he gave. Oh. So not in the satanic ritual spots, but in other spots. Hmm. While he was denying killing the two men in Idaho, his girlfriend at the time testified that she was with him when he shot them. Uh, so dang. it's like okay either you're lying or she's lying that's so interesting though i wonder why he would specifically lie about those two again i don't know like there could have been so much more to the story and i think that's why i did it because... i think the satanists were threatening him <laughs> yes the satanists were definitely threatening them i mean why wouldn't they i feel like satanists are really nice people though i don't know why they do that I apparently know someone who's a member of the Satanic Church in there. <gasps> That's so cool. On October 23rd, 1975, he was convicted of first-degree murder in the killings of Edward Arnold and John Bradford. Under a new Idaho law at the time, a first-degree murder brings with it a mandatory death penalty. Ooh. Question. Yeah. What evidence did they have other than eyewitness testimony there was nothing there was nothing well i don't know if there was nothing but it wasn't written about even in the case records that i could find it wasn't written about that's so weird and i couldn't find case records specifically on the um edward and john and yet those are the ones that he went to death row for yes it's crazy (laughs) those are the ones why he got captured and went to prison in idaho weird yes um therefore he was you know put on death row however that did not last for long Hmm. four years later based on woodson versus north carolina it was determined that the statute under which creech had been sentenced was unconstitutional because of the mandatory death penalty Hmm. his sentence was then commuted to life imprisonment so Fast forwarding to 1981, Creech was authorized by prison officials to janitor on the maximum security tier, which allowed him to be outside of his cell for several hours a day. David Dale Jensen, who was a 23-year-old first-timer at the state prison and was housed on the same tier as Creech, apparently... A few years earlier, Jensen had shot himself in the head, which resulted in the removal of part of his brain and the insertion of a plastic plate in his head. Uh This injury unfortunately impaired his speech and his movement was limited to one side of his body. Oh, interesting. He was considered a troublemaker by some of his inmates. And was constantly antagonizing Creech by littering and arguing with him over TV privi- privileges. Mm. 
that they i mean they were not on good terms no it does not sound like it no i would hate it if i was like trying to clean up and they'd be like uh mr spot dude right mm. or you know choo 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 throw a wrapper on the ground hey you missed that Ugh. yeah all right so due to them both being in the maximum security tier of the prison typically only one ro- one roommate they're roommates now. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. They were roommates. <laughs> we know what that means. Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> Typically, only one inmate is allowed at a time. Understandably. However, because Creech was, in fact, a janitor. Hold on. He only, would often... only one roommate was allowed to what? <laughs> one inmate was allowed out of their cell at a time. Okay, Just had to (laughs) confirm that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But because Creech was a janitor, he would often be out while another inmate was also out of their cell for exercise or shower privileges. Mm. Creech has apparently given many different accounts on what happened that day. The day in question. (laughs) While Jensen was out of his cell, he approached Creech swinging a weapon made, made of a sock filled with batteries. I don't know why. I thought you were going to say sock full of butter. <laughs> batteries is worse, but butter is fine. Batteries is so much worse. Batteries. Shit. Sock full of butter. This might have turned out completely different if it was a sock full of butter. I don't know. If it was frozen butter, that shit can hurt. But they're in a prison. I mean... I'm not saying it's logical. I'm just saying that's what I thought you were going to say. Okay. Sock full of butter. Uh, Creech took the weapon from Jensen, thankfully. Also not thankfully. Who then returned to his cell and got a toothbrush with a razor blade. Yeah, razor blade taped to it. Dang. This is a maximum security prison. Oh my god. How? Everything. How did he have access? Because the guards are in on it. Uh, Probably. Probably, yeah. Um, Jensen then swung the razor blade toward Creech, and Creech in turn flung the battery-filled sock, hitting Jensen and shattering the plate in his skull. (gasps) Oh, shit. So... Obviously, Jensen's blood splattered, you know, all over the flow, the flows, the flows, the the flows, all over the floors and the walls. And then the, I don't know why they included this in the detail, but the sock broke and the batteries fell out. I guess maybe so you knew what was in the sock. I don't know. Uh, At this point... Jensen is obviously helpless, helpless in laying on the ground. That'd be you'd have to hit somebody pretty hard. Yeah, and I mean for the, the plate sock sh- to break. Yeah, Damn. and the plate shattered. So I mean, I can't ima- I can't imagine that did anything good for his brain. Like no. he was probably completely paralyzed and not good. I mean, y- yeah, it. <laughs> At this point, Creech began kicking Jensen in the throat and head. Oh, God. When he was done, I guess he just walked off. La-da-da. A short time later, a guard noticed the blood 
and Jensen was taken to the hospital where he died later that same day. Mm. There's also apparently some strong evidence that other inmates were egging Creech on, Mm. telling him to do Jensen in. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Yeah. Understandably, he was charged with first-degree murder. However, he initially pled not guilty. Hmm. He did later change his plea despite the objections of his counsel. At the sentencing hearing, both the state and the defense offered testimony on Creech's mental health. There was no official rule on Creech's sanity, but he was deemed of adequate intelligence and capable of being trained and educated. Hmm. So, like... He's okay intelligence-wise. You just gotta tell him this is wrong. That's kind of how I took it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Dang. I guess he wasn't told right from wrong. I don't know. Mm. The judge found that Creech did not instigate the fight and that he was initially justified in protecting himself. Fair. Right. However, the violence of the act went well beyond self-defense yeah. defense, self-defense, and appeared to have been an intentional calculated act. The state judge then sentenced him to death due to his utter disregard for human life in 1982. Damn. After several appeals and petitions with the Idaho court and an unsuccessful petition to the U.S. Supreme Court, Creech filed a habeas corpus petition with the Federal District Court. Mm -hmm. They, of course, denied this. Right. But he then went to the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit, and in 1991, they found part of the Idaho death penalty as unconstitutional. Oh. However, in 1993, the U.S. Supreme Court reversed the Court of Appeals and upheld the Idaho statute. He has tried time and time again to get out of the death penalty, but to no avail. He was scheduled for execution in 1999, but on June 14th of that year, he was granted a stay of execution by the Federal District Court. Wow. And as of today, there is no set execution date. Dang. Yeah. Like, this guy just... He got it. He... He didn't get away with it because he's still in jail, but he supposedly killed 42, now right. 43 people. So he's kind of getting away with it, in a way. I mean, he did get life in prison, technically. Um, I know a lot of people have an issue with the death penalty, so yeah, get that. Well, and understandably, yeah. yeah. That's insane. I can't that, believe yeah. he just, like, that's so many people. Well, but then also I have to think about how, um, because he was there, he was given the janitorial job because he was, he was a good inmate. Oh, he was well-behaved. He was, yeah, he was well-behaved. Yeah. He was good. And... Like, how bad did this kid have to instigate for that to happen? 
Because if your behavior has been that good to the point where you were literally a serial killer and they've decided to make you a janitor, you would have had to have endorsed some shit. Yeah. So, I can't imagine what he would have been able to say to get him to provoke him. Not that it was his fault that he died, but... It... Definitely but like he definitely not his instigated fault, but he it. didn't yeah he did not help himself no like in the least How, i mean why would you antagonize a serial killer don't do that why would you antagonize anyone who's in a maximum security tier of the prison that too <laughs> like you know there's some dangerous people there they could shiv you in a second you did say it was his first time being in jail this is true he was 23 he was just a babe he was probably trying to, like, show how, like... Trying to show yeah. how badass he was. Yeah. yeah. Silly boy. Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, this... I don't know why I picked this, but I... Because and I'm it's actually a so unsatisfied. Yeah, yeah. I get I'm it, though. So... It's like a serial killer who's, like, most, like, biggest story was after he was already caught for the, all of the murders. Yeah. Yeah, that actually that is probably why. Yeah, he was a serial killer. He got caught, but literally, that's the only thing on him. That's I don't. That's get and that. that's the only thing showing on Murderpedia too. And I didn't even go to Murderpedia to find it. It just popped up. <laughs> that's just that's a crazy fucking story. Yeah, what's your story? Mm. I'm curious to know what kind of cryptidy or ghosty thing we have you said something about snakes so <laughs> my story <laughs> is about the old idaho penitentiary oh i love penitentiaries yes well they're history not necessarily right yeah <laughs> knew what you meant so my sources were wikipedia history.idaho.gov aetv.com greenbeltmagazine.com definition.org and I pulled a Rachel <laughs> I watched season 1 episode 8 of Ghost Adventures yes <laughs> where I found out that Zach is terrified of snakes and is a big fucking baby yes they also do not like when cats yell <laughs> oh well or dolls. But dolls are understandable. Dolls is ugh, definitely, definitely understandable. Definitely understandable. Yeah. So, here we go. Her girl. The old Idaho penitentiary was a prison that operated from 1872 to 1973, just east of Boise, Idaho. Mm-hmm. Prisoners actually had to assist in the construction of almost all the buildings on site, oh. including the wall surrounding the prison. Like, oh, geez. they okay. even, like, brought the stones from the quarry. Like, they got all that shit themselves, and yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, great punishment, I guess, but... A hard labor. They it definitely that shit. definitely makes it sink in. Yeah. Uh, over its 101 years of operation, the penitentiary received more than 13,000 inmates... With a maximum population of a little over 600. Mm-hmm. 215 of the inmates were women. Oh. Yeah, at a certain what point. What year was this? Huh? 
What year was this again? Uh, I don't remember that part. I think it was like um, early, early 1900s. Okay. Um, but they had to have a add a small section of um, like female inmates. There was actually a famous one that I really want to do one day. Well, add it to the list. I uh, yeah. You um, talking about penitentiaries makes me realize I need to do a couple. <laughs> they're interesting. I I want to do the Ohio State one because I've been yeah. there. Yeah. There were riots in 1971 and 1973 over the living conditions in the prison. The water systems had caused sickness and created unsanitary conditions. They didn't have heating and cooling systems, and Boise gets fucking hot in the summer. Ooh, And yeah. super cold in the winter. Yeah. Well, like here. Right. Yeah. The last riot in 1973 led to it being shut down that same year, as it had led to large parts of the prison being burned down. Mmm. Yes. Lovely. I know, right? Lovely. There are around 129 recorded deaths at the Idaho State Penitentiary. These include 10 executions, as well as deaths from diseases, suicides, murder... And Riots. including people who attempted to escape. Oh, okay. The site was placed on the National Register of Historic Places in 1973. The site mm. currently contains museums and arboretum and is managed by the Idaho State Historical Society. It's got an arboretum? Yeah. Trees. Arboretum. That's what that is. <laughs> All right. That's awesome. Sorry, I don't know why I got cut up on that. It's probably because we cut so many down today. Yeah. <clears throat> Trees. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I was like, that's what that is, right? But you I just double... <laughs> yes. I don't know why I just questioned that. Um, so, let's talk about a few of the buildings and the areas outside and their hauntings. Ooh. We'll start with the Rose Garden. Ooh, Mm -hmm. fancy. I need one of those one day. Hopefully not this one. Um, Hopefully not. In an outside courtyard, there's this beautiful rose garden, but it used to be where the gallows stood. Oh. Yeah. Six of the... The rose garden uh, hiding the killings, huh? I guess so. They just really wanted to beautify that, you know? (laughs) Wanted to beautify all the death. (laughs) You know, as you do. Yes. Six of the ten prisoners executed in the penitentiary were executed there, and all of them for first-degree murder. Oof. The whole penitentiary is surrounded by hills, and whole families would gather on those hills to watch prisoners be executed. That was a thing. Yeah. That was done. Yep. (laughs) In the Ghost Adventures episode, it was so funny. Like, um... They went up on those hills so they mm. could get a good view of the, the rose garden. Because the garden. they're like, I want to see where what these people saw. And as they were going up the hills, they're full of snakes. Like, <laughs> full of snakes. They're like, oh my god, there. There's hissing everywhere. And Zach is apparently terrified. Well... Yeah. Everyone has. I used to hate He picked one up, though. He was like, I'm gonna face my fears. And he picked one up Uh, from the tail. 
And he was like, why is it he- its head coming near me? I'm like, dude, don't... Like... I wouldn't even pick up the little garden snake right. that I showed you. Right. Yeah. Like, please never pick up a snake, especially if you don't know what kind of snake it is. Especially by the tail. Right. That just lets it get close enough to bite you if it wants to. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter if it's poisonous or not. It can still bite you. Exactly. So I'm pretty sure it was a gopher snake. Probably. It looked like a gopher or, snake. Or like a corn snake or a cow snake. Just Right. But which isn't venomous, but still. Yeah. Like, you don't know that, for sure. Especially yeah. if you're terrified of snakes and you don't know anything about them. Especially, wait, was it dark when they did this? No, it was during broad okay. daylight. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God, I was going to say, especially don't do it in the dark. No, don't. Um, but at one point, Zach, it was so fucking funny. Um, <laughs> now you understand why I watch it. At one point, Zach was freaking out and said, you don't want to suck venom out of me, do you? <laughs> to which... To which Nick replied, I don't want to suck anything out of you. (laughs) A plus content right there. Yes. Okay. Yes. And now you legitimately know why I watch. It was so... I I did my impression of Zach Baggins for my mom earlier today. Yeah. It was fantastic. (laughs) I'm sure it was. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll do it one day. Not today. Please do. (laughs) Um, Okay, so a local reporter named Dan Hamilton, um, he went with a group of ghost hunters, not ghost adventures, but he went there uh, to the Rose Garden, and they were filming and taking pictures at night, and one of them saw a giant orb of light above the rose bushes, and... The reporter said that he felt pressure in his head, like two hands on either side of his head, pressing as hard as they possibly could. What? And one of the ghost hunters took a picture of him, and when they looked at it, he had one of those orbs right above his head. Okay. Yeah. Um, well. Which is pretty common, apparently. A lot of visitors develop a headache or a neck ache in that area, which makes sense because of, you know. Yeah. Hanging. Yeah. Yes. Uh, For those who can't see me, I just went bitten that lady over here. Um, uh, They also feel sudden gusts of cold wind and a feeling of being watched. One witness claimed that they saw an apparition of a man in striped prison clothing tending to the roses. Others have seen the same men walking around and thinking he's, like, museum staff member or something. They are, like, dressed up. They asked Mm -hmm. to have a photo taken or ask a question, only for him to disappear before their eyes. Oh. Um, Why aren't you scrolling? There we go. The same reason mine kept zooming. True. <laughs> of course, when they stay the night in Ghost Adventures, Zach hears a noise coming from the garden that sounds like a scream. And he... Did it? Did it actually sound like a scream? I didn't hear anything. Oh. <laughs> and so he starts running. But he... It's pitch black. Yeah. He doesn't have a flashlight. Yeah. And so he trips. <laughs> What did he trip on? Over some rope that was staked in the ground. And he pulled the stake out of the ground because he tripped. Anyway, um, 
the group all met up there at 3 a.m. to try to capture an orb like uh, the one that showed up above the reporter. Yeah. And they did, but they said they thought it was just dust. So. That's what most orbs are. Right. They all did seem to get headaches, though. So who knows? Uh, That's not uh, natural for everyone to get headaches at once. Yeah. So let's move on from there to Siberia. 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 It's the area for solitary confinement. That's what they Uh, called it. It, (laughs) Yeah, they called it Siberia. It was built in 1926 and has 12 three by eight foot cells that were completely barren. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Like no. no beds, no chairs, like no windows, nothing. I guess they could lay down. Yeah, they could. By eight, they could lay down if they wanted to. Yeah, but that's literally all they could do. Yeah, that's all they could do. Absolutely nothing else. The prisoners who were sent there were confined to a cell between 30 to 60 days. And in some cases, they have recorded cases of people being in there for upwards of a year. No. Yeah. Never. There were apparently people who went insane and some who even completed suicide. According to one of the tour guides, there was a visitor who, um, like, during a tour, she was looking into one of the cells when she saw a shadowy figure stand up in the corner, and she was so freaked out that she ran out of the building screaming. I mean, same. Same. If I see a (laughs) shadow figure stand up. Yeah. Um, When (laughs) Nick was in there that, uh, at night... They heard something on the recorder that sounded like, hey, say what? (laughs) What? (laughs) What? (laughs) Um, But they also heard noises that sounded like doors slamming. Yeah. But no actual doors slammed. So. Um, Frequent, yes. Now we will move on to the hole. The hole. The hole. The hole. So the hole was (laughs) another building, uh, another part of the building where there were cells, maybe like double or triple the size of the cells in Siberia, where they would put six to eight men in there all at the same time. Pretty much in the exact same conditions as Siberia. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, when they set up cameras in, uh the hole all of the doors were closed but when nick went back in one of the doors was open so he asked if anyone was in there and he heard a knocking noise and the um evp recorder picked up a noise but couldn't really make anything out of it at first yeah but afterwards when they took all of their um evidence Back to, uh, they took it to Reno, Nevada to see Mark Constantino and his wife, Debbie, an EVP specialist. <laughs> they played... Alright. Yeah, they played the tape that Nick recorded, and she heard, Not my life, and heard another spirit say, It's okay. But when I listened to it, it sounded like, Help me. Help. Uh, yeah. But I kind of heard what she said after listening to it a couple of times, but, like, why would they be saying that in the hole? Yeah, it probably was help me help, yeah. in all honesty. Um, so, moving on from there, we're going to Five House. Which was... Five House? Yes, Five House, which was Maximum five. Security and Death Row. 
Alrighty. Supposed to be one of the most haunted areas in the penitentiary. One of the employees there says that when they lock this building up at night, a lot of the time they come in the next morning and the doors are unlocked. And in some cases, they can't even open the doors because there's a sliding lock on the inside. Yeah. That, like, that has come onto it. That's been slid all the way over. Slid. But awesome. they can't get to that from the in, from the outside. Time to break a window. Right. Climb in. Um, the breaker box also gets tampered with. Like, a lot of the time, the employee says that he'll come in and the breakers have been either turned on or off. Like, different ones a bunch of times. Yeah. On October 18th, 1957, the last man executed at Old Penn was Raymond Snowden, a.k.a. Idaho's Jack the Ripper. Oh. Yeah, he killed a woman named Cora Dean by stabbing her so many times that her spinal cord was severed. Yeah, truly rough. Um, He's reportedly one of the most active ghosts that they have. Even the bar Club Savvies, where where he met Cora Dean, and Hannafin's cigar store, where the knife he used to kill her was found, claimed to have seen or felt his spirit multiple times over the years. All right. Just hanging out where we <laughs> killed someone yeah. and threw the weapon. Yeah. Uh, the room where he was hung was literally right outside of his jail cell. It was one of those rooms where there was a platform that the prisoner would stand on. And then they would mm-hmm. put the noose around their neck. And when they pulled the lever, the platform would drop down. Drop out. And yeah. he, the prisoner would like drop into the room below so that where doctors were so they could pronounce him dead. Okay. However, um, when he was hung, he did not die immediately, and instead he strangled to death for 15 to 16 oh. minutes. Oh. Yeah, in the episode of Ghost Adventures, hmm, the hmm. tour guide, Ellen, said that one time she was standing on the platform talking to a group of students when there was this loud booming noise that, like, re- reverberated throughout the whole building, and, like, Ooh. the lights went out, and, um... They heard the, like, heavy metal door um, to the building, like, slamming shut. Which, fun. So fun. Uh, Like, I just heard a door close, and I know my parents are home, but (laughs) it's still one of those. So, this is where Zach set up shop, obviously. First, he tried to contact Snowden in the cell he stayed in for a year before his execution, Taunting Mm -hmm. him until he felt something touch his arm and the infrared camera picked up a shadow behind him. Just to connect our stories here. Yeah. Zach is like Mr. Jensen. The guy who got his head bashed in. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Instigating. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, he. Yeah. Zach, you might want to watch out. Just, just watch out a little bit. Like, even later, he was like, yeah, I was instigating that ghost pretty good. <laughs> like, don't do that <laughs> shit. They decided uh, to form an experimental procedure that I've n- literally never heard of before. It's called ITC, or Instrumental Transcommunication. Uh, it's where they try to capture ghost pictures by pointing a digital video camera at a television that's connected to the camera with its video and audio jacks. 
and then they record the TV screen for 30 seconds and play it back frame by frame. And then they, like, ask the ghost to, like, come over and, like, show itself or whatever. And, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm sitting here thinking, how would the how right. would they... Um, okay, if they're asking, it makes yeah. a little bit more sense then. So they um, do it a couple of times and they eventually capture an image of this black silhouette of a man wearing a hood from the torso up, which they think is Snowden. Cool, cool, cool. cool. It was actually kind of creepy because the neck was a little bit elongated and thin and the head was kind of tilted tilted creepy very moving on from there we are going to sell house three yes you've gotten so much more than i did (laughs) (laughs) it's okay uh one woman who was taking a tour um oh one woman was taking a tour when she reached into a cell to grab a picture of an inmate that was housed there, and she felt fingers running through her hair and heard a man's voice say, Pretty. No. No. Just no. No. The most um, that the Ghost Adventure team got there was that they heard footsteps going through there. It wasn't anything that special. Well, yeah. Um, so but some that's... other Ooh. encounters... Uh, there have been eyewitness accounts of ghostly noises that sound like plumbing, which is odd because the building has no plumbing. It has no. It has no plumbing. Then why would it sound? Mm? Right. Mm? Right. No. Another, <laughs> I know, I don't know. Another female <laughs> witness was pushed during a tour and she heard whispering and doors banging and stuff. Another encounter is kind of weird. It, there's a bus driver who came in trying to find her school group and she goes into the building. I'm not sure which one. Um, and she kept on hearing these echoes and she's trying to figure out what it is, but she can't really like understand any of the whispers or anything. Um, mm-hmm. And then she goes to an area where she starts reading one of the biographies and it just so happens that the biography is about the only, only double execution carried out there. Ernest Walrath and Troy Powell, they both died on her birthday, April thirteenth, nineteen fifty-one. That is both creepy and ominous, and yeah. So yeah. it's like the voices were drawing her there. Ooh. <laughs> um. And the last one is the reason why I chose this one. Uh huh. There was apparently an inmate there by the name of Kenneth Hastings that experienced stuff while he was still there. Oh, really? Yeah. He had been involved in a robbery that took place in Boise's Hollywood Market that resulted in a murder, which he was serving a life sentence for. Hastings tried to escape after being locked up, and on his last attempt, September 1954, it ended up ended with him admitting to the warden that he was being haunted. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. He said that the hauntings were coming from the spirit of a former partner in crime, and he admitted to killing him in an argument and burying him in a grave next to Atomic City. Three and a half hours away from there, but whatever. It's like a telenovela. I know. (laughs) So... They say that he told the warden that the ghost of his former partner haunted him every night by staring at him from the foot of his bed. 
that's creepy. which is very creepy i would I not never like went to experience yeah. that in my life that's like the worst i can't even no like my cat staring at me as i sleep is is bad enough right i don't want but like that. imagine like that kind of sleep paralysis demon no thank you mm, um no. but the warden apparently believed him yeah still had him okay. still had him take a polygraph test though Just to be sure even gave him truth serum oh well, yeah like the harry potter truth serum, no or you don't know okay what, okay so um sodium pentothal is the most commonly known one basically it's like a psychoactive drug that um it's supposed to be basically like you just don't lie you don't lie it also has can have some bad side effects apparently and it's not very um it it wouldn't be admissible in court (laughs) okay so um well Obviously, However, you're drugging someone. Hastings passed both tests, and his story never changed. Okay, Mr. Hastings. Yeah. Investigators searched for the body of his former partner, where Hastings said he buried him, um, and Hastings said that the haunting stopped. The investigators weren't able to find the body of his partner, but Hastings got better since... The haunting somehow stopped. Stopped, yeah. And he was even paroled to take care of his elderly mother in 1963. Uh, That's kind of sweet. Yeah. um, Kind of. He died in 1965, two years later, of acute alcoholism. Uh, Three years later, though, his former partner's remains were found in Atomic City. So I wasn't lying about that. And, um... Alrighty. That was my story of Old Idaho Penitentiary. There is so much stuff going on in there. Yeah, there was a lot. <laughs> like, like, I've heard about Ohio State, and I've heard about, um, a couple of other ones. Yeah, like Alcatraz and stuff like that. Yeah. I've not heard of Idaho, though. I hadn't either, and I was really struggling to pick a place, because I know I told you Boise, but that was before I had actually picked my story. (laughs) So I, like, was going through yesterday, and I was like, what can I pick? And I was like, what is this? I was like, it's either this hotel or this other hotel. And I was like, oh, a penitentiary. Okay, so I looked it up, and the first thing that showed up was Ghost Adventures. And I was like, if there's enough for Ghost Adventures, there's enough for me. Okay, yes, but also sometimes I can go off of absolutely nothing. I know, that's why I watched it and I looked up more. <laughs> you watched it first, okay. Well, I looked up stuff first and then I was like, okay, I wonder what they're gonna do. And they didn't find a lot, to be honest, they, but... Yeah. And I'm, it's but not it's like I was really expecting them to, so... Yeah. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Yeah. They're just amusing for... You saw. Oh, why? God. <laughs> they were an adventure. Why do you think it's called uh, Ghost Adventures? <laughs> hey. Ugh. All right. Well, this has been fun. And actually, this has been really fun. Yeah. I really enjoy the... Yeah, it's been weird, like, not this. talking to people face-to-face other than my family. So... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you gotta think about it. I only have mom and dad at least you have connor and yeah yeah 
You at least got someone someone else. I got mom, dad. I don't have sisters. Yeah. I took him Here. out to go buy a pack of Cokes today. Connor and his Cokes. I also ended up buying him some birthday cake ice cream. Oh, <gasps> nice. I have peanut butter chocolate chip ice cream in the fridge, in the freezer right now. <laughs> I was like, you should go get some because I'm probably going to get some moose tracks while I am. Um, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Myths and Misfortunes or Twitter at Miss Misfortune. I pulled it up. <laughs> <laughs> or you can search for us using our full name, Myths and Misfortunes. We do pop up. You can also send us an email to mythsandmisfortunes at gmail.com. Our music was composed by McKean Fulbright and our art was created by Heather Marie Adkins. Their websites can be found in the description below. And please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. All that jazz. Please. <laughs> Thanks so much. We will not serenade you. Yeah. Not this right. time. I'm Thanks. sorry. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.